Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, a podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Cool. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And I released two episodes this week. Um, one is about the White House being haunted. Uh-huh. Bet you didn't know that. They used to have seances in the red room there. Crazy. And then the second one I did the supreme court yes there is a supreme court case about whether or not you have to disclose that your house is haunted before you sell it's crazy that that went all the way to the supreme court (laughs) i mean what a waste of their time i wonder if ruth bader ginsburg had to weigh in on that (laughs) that's so nuts that might be what killed her um Anyways, um, uh, no disrespect. Uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us, and we will shout you out. And also, we have a hotline. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off. We get tons of voicemails. We love them so much. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, they're a little dark. They're, lately, there's just been some pleas for help. There's been a lot um, of weird ones lately. Be, <laughs> but we like those, too, <laughs> a lot to of be honest. questionable ones. Yeah. Um, so keep keep calling, and we'll play them on uh, our mini episodes and do the best we can to extend <laughs> extend a hand your way. Um, <laughs> Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We've got Amanda, Annie, Rachel, Oba, 
Mari. And Lex. I'm assuming is Lex Luthor. Yes, absolutely. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the team, guys. So I'm really excited about our episode today, mostly because it's about mental illness, and I feel mentally ill about like 99.9% of the time. Um, I do. It's on Nellie Bly. Um, I do want to give a warning just because this stuff can get touchy that we are pro um, psychiatry. We are pro like we have no negative thoughts on mental illness. We are not doctors. We all take some sort of pills. Yeah. Like we are all like I'm on Prozac 20 milligrams a day. Like, yeah, I take Lexapro. We are not judgmental. Anything we say today is just what we have researched and uh, with that listener stuff that we have been told. So just want to give that uh, as a forewarning to the episode um, because I know that this stuff can be touchy. Today, we are going to talk about Nellie Bly, who was born Elizabeth Cochran. Uh, Nellie Bly was a pen name she got later on. She was a journalist and inventor and an activist who, in addition to breaking records by traveling around the world in 72 days... Crazy. I feel like we should talk about more. I don't know why we never talk about that. Also uh, wrote one of the first pieces of investigative journalism about the injustices in mental institutions by infiltrating the system from within. That's amazing. Who is... (laughs) Yeah. Who who is this Yes Queen girl boss? (laughs) And what were... (laughs) what were mental asylums in the 1900s really like let's get into it Okay, so who is Nellie? Nellie was born on May 5th, 1864 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Nellie, which was short for Elizabeth, was one of 15 children. Oh. Yeah, which is insane. (laughs) Too many. She looks so cool. Like, I just looked at a picture of her. She looks, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's sick. She's cool as hell. Sick as hell. She just looks like a cool... She looks like... Like, she's in 2020. Like, she just looks cool. Yeah, she was the Google background for a while. Oh. Mm. Which is maybe uh, how you recognize her most. Um, (laughs) Her father had uh, 10 children with his first wife and then five children with his second wife, who was Elizabeth's mother. Yeah. Uh, As a young girl, Nellie had the nickname Pinky because she loved wearing the color pink and she wanted to appear elegant, sophisticated, and smart as hell even though they were poor. She uh, attended college at Indiana University, which was also rare for a woman in those days. Uh, Very sick. But she had to drop out because she couldn't afford it. They didn't have FAFSA loans back then. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't didn't have any of that kind of shit. And then eventually, this is so cool, Nellie got into writing. A local paper called the Pittsburgh Dispatch published an article written by a man, obviously, about how, like, women are only good for bearing children and being wives. And Nellie read the article and was like, no, I don't agree with this. And she wrote a rebuttal 
she wrote like a letter to the editor being like uh just so you know i'm better than just like having children and being a wife like these are all the things that i can do and i think that your article was bullshit didn't someone in from downton abbey do that you mean like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like one of the actors or one the, of the characters? No, one of the characters. Like one of the, <laughs> not in like real life. <laughs> like the younger sister in Downton Abbey. She was like a, a journalist or was like writing. I don't know. She influenced Nellie's character influenced a lot of film and TV. I don't know if anyone watched American Horror Story Asylum. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sarah, what I, Sarah Paulson's character about the woman who she was a journalist who enrolled herself in Briarcliff to oh. write an article about Briarcliff was based off Nellie Bly. Come on. Yeah. Great. I mean, <laughs> tell me about it. So, anyways, the editor liked Nellie's rebuttal so much that he gave her a regular column wow. and it was called The Girl Puzzle. Uh, And she investigated different issues that affected women. So, for example, like she wrote articles about how women are affected by divorce or like adoption or things like that. But like from a social justice, like feminist perspective that like had never been seen in newspapers before. So her early work focused on the lives of working women. And she wrote a series of articles on like factory workers, which uh, like was another big thing. Remember there was um, what happened around that era? What was it like the shirtwaist factory thing or the, what was it? The triangle. There was a fire. The alarmist did. Yeah an episode on that yeah there was like horrible there was horrible conditions for workers women yeah and the radiation thing yeah Yeah. so she like would write about things like that however the newspapers received a lot of complaints about nelly being like who's this woman talking about this nonsense about rights and so um they made her start writing about like fashion and society and gardening and she was like i am not gonna be undermined just because people have a problem with what i'm saying So uh, she decided to travel to Mexico to start writing there, become a foreign correspondent. So she did some more journalism in Mexico there, and then she would come back and um, do journalism here as well. And then, like, I found some of the articles that she wrote, and they're so cool. Like, she wrote, obviously, the asylum article that we're going to be doing today, but she wrote about, like, what becomes of babies who go up for adoption. And all these were, like, quote-unquote, stunt, stunt journalism, which hadn't really been done yet by, especially by women. But, like, what we know now is, like, gonzo journalism or like investigative journalism where you go undercover and like write a story where you're like like borat assume a different <laughs> on it like borat journalism um borat another journalism. term for it <laughs> borat journalism which they teach at all the colleges um where you like assume a different identity and go undercover and then like write a story yeah that's I cool i want to be a borat journalist yeah, that's cool. I think you'd be really good at that, especially with the those glasses and hat that you and were I'd wearing <laughs> when we first started. Um, my wife. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> my wife. And then they'd let me in. They'd say, yes, yeah. sir, please come in. Yeah, welcome yes, to sir. the mental institution, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> You're never this, getting this out. I think she's an undercover journalist. I don't know what's going yeah. on with her. <laughs> 
um she she went undercover as like a working woman at the school for the deaf dumb and blind uh she wow. even went undercover as a prisoner in a jail whoa how do you do they don't let you do that anymore though like you could do that in the 1800s now they'd be like you're not there's that one in. show 60 days in what's that it's on i don't know if it's on tlc or whatever one of those shows where someone goes in the jail and they film it but like the people in the jail the actual criminals think they're just doing a reality show and the person is like pretends to be a criminal oh my god i didn't know this yeah it's called 60 That's days crazy. and sometimes like their covers are blown and what happens you'd be killed like they'd be they'd be shanked i have i haven't seen a lot of episodes i've only seen like parts of it but i know that's a thing that exists so wow <laughs> yikes right. well count me in yeah yeah <laughs> I think allegedly she also went to work at the zoo as a tiger trainer. I thought you were going to say as a tiger. <laughs> yeah, she dressed up in a tiger costume. Yeah. <laughs> Another cool thing about Nellie is that her name was always in the title of her articles, even though back then people didn't even have bylines. So it wasn't oh. um, like what she was writing that was also cool. It's That's like cool. she became one of the most uh, like her brand of journalism was what was famous as well. So then um, Nellie decides to do her biggest piece, which is going undercover at the insane asylum. So at first she was working um, at the Pittsburgh dispatch, but they had said like, Nellie, you have to only write fluff pieces because people don't like it when you try to write cool. smart and stuff. <laughs> so Nellie was like, I'm out of here. I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> I am not that kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so she went to jo Joseph Pulitzer's newspaper, The New York World. I'm pretty sure Joseph Pulitzer is like Pulitzer, oh, Pulitzer of Prize. The Pulitzer Prize. Wait, you keep saying Pulitzer instead of Pulitzer. You're saying Pulitzer? I heard Pulitzer. I heard Pulitzer. I said whatever is the right <laughs> way to say it. And I'm not going to say it again. Or no, like the Laurel Yanni. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you hear Laurel and Yanni. Yeah. I hear Pulitzer. Yeah. You hear Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Pulitzer? right way to say it? Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Pulit. Pulit. Some people say that's Pulitzer. What I said. And those people can go to hell. Well, that's that's not right. I hold on. I'll find out that. how it's pronounced. Just oh, hold on. no. Everyone Here we just go. hold on. It's pronounced poop, right? Yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> no. big, big foot stick. Uh -oh. <laughs> Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Hold on. Pulitzer. 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 There okay, go. there we go. There we go. Okay, so Joseph Pulitzer's newspaper, The New York World. And she took uh, an undercover assignment to feign insanity <laughs> to investigate the reports of brutality and neglect at the Women's Lunatic Asylum at Blackwell's Island. <laughs> but this one says that it's pronounced differently. No. Oh, God. Vagina. It's not vagina. Vagina. There's no V. There's no V or a G. Vagina. That's, I don't, that's not it. I don't think that's right, Maria. All right. Okay. Talk. Talk. Maria, we're doing an episode on one of the first feminist journalists in America who, who went across the world in 72 days and all you can say is just vagina and she cock? is why we are here right now doing our investigative journalism on nelly ply sexy 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 sexy, sexy. <laughs> horny no horny. okay enough enough i'm done with you hijacking this 
Maria's in a good mood today. Watch out, everyone. <laughs> she is in a good mood. <laughs> First is um, Nellie decided to check herself into a boarding house called the Temporary Home for Females. Um, she stayed up all night to give herself a wide-eyed look of a disturbed woman. That's a good idea. It wouldn't take me much effort. <laughs> just uh, just don't give Allie one nap for a day and she's <laughs> I know there's that wide eyes. She's off the rails. Yes. That was wide eyes. Yeah. Make me wait for dinner and I just go <laughs> insane. Um and she practiced like acting like a quote-unquote insane person. And then she went out to the other boarders in the home for females and started basically, like, attacking them. And she, like, walked around the temporary home for females being like, you're crazy. I'm going to kill you. Like, everybody watch out. And then the woman who owned the boarding home was like, oh, my God, this girl Nellie is insane. And they called the cops, and then the cops took her to uh, the Women's Lunatic Asylum at Blackwell Island. And they were like, wow, Nellie Bly's insane. And that's how she got enrolled into Blackwell's Island. It feels like back then it probably didn't take a lot for people to say you're crazy. Funny you should say that. (laughs) Because for women, you could pretty much be taken to the insane asylum for anything. Yeah, like hysterical. You're a hysterical. But Maria, um, you did the Drunk History episode on Nellie Bly. Yeah, with Laura Dern. I love Laura Dern. With Laura Dern, played Nellie Bly. You actually, you played the owner of the boarding home. That's right, I did. I just wanted to remind you in case you didn't remember. Yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, um, how did you prepare for the role? Yeah, I, I, you know, just looked stayed up all night. Just looked at, yep, and I looked at people and places and things, and I just went for it. The actor's method, man. So, for f- women, could be admitted to the mental institution for things like, oh my god, this list is crazy. Yeah, like disrespecting their husband, hysteria, being immoral, um, jealousy, like <laughs> o- disobeying religion, laziness. Okay, this is you've um, described me <laughs> so far. Oh, you know, we're, yeah, we're all sorry, being this put is, away. I feel attacked. You're in the loony bin for sure. Medicine to prevent conception. So if you take birth control, they can put you in the insane asylum. Oh, no way. Um, oh, novel reading. Huh? If you read books. Well, I, well, I don't have a problem what? with that. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm clear. Is that for yeah, real? This list. Yes. This is reasons for admission from 1964 to... <laughs> oh, sorry, from 1964. <laughs> 1864 to 1889 nymphomania which probably means like having sex once yeah overaction of the mind so basically if you're a woman who thinks parents were cousins if your parents were cousins well, we're safe what? there if so your parents your were grandparents, grandparents. yeah right my great-grandparents if you care about politics desertion <laughs> by husband <gasps> if your husband leaves you they can just put you in the insane asylum I mean, it's crazy. Grief, if you're if you have grief, if you're sad. I mean small like it says four different times in this things that have to do with horses. (laughs) If you're kicked in the head by a horse or if you fall off a horse. Rumor of husband murder? Maybe like if 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 there's a rumor that you murdered your husband. That's crazy. Well, 
We'll post that list on Instagram because that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, once Nellie got to the asylum, she started to act, quote unquote, sane again, but no one noticed or cared because she was like already in there. And they're like, well, this bitch is crazy. We already know that. Um, The nurses behaved obnoxiously, abusively, telling the patients to shut up Mm -hmm. and beating them if they did not. Also, there was a lot of women in there, apparently, who just like, were immigrants who didn't speak <gasps> oh, English. No. And just because they didn't speak English, they ended up in the insane asylum. They're like, you're insane. You don't Jesus. speak uh, the same language That's as us. like and in like, Chicago when the woman's in prison and she goes, not guilty. Oh, Chicago the musical. It shits. Yeah. And then there's that one that's just like not guilty, but she yeah. just can't speak any English. Just like that. Um, well, the food. Not. I don't think so. Probably not. The food can thank you, Maria. The food consisted of gruel <laughs> broth, <laughs> spoiled beef, uh, bread that was basically just dough and undrinkable uh, water. Uh, dangerous patients were tied together with ropes. Uh, they had to sit on hard benches. There was trash everywhere. Rats crawled around the hospital. Oh my um, god! From one of her articles, it said. Um, what accepting torture would produce insanity quicker than this treatment? Here is a class of women sent to be cured. I would like the expert physicians who are condemning me for my action, which has proven their ability to take a perfectly sane and healthy woman, shut her up and make her sit from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. on straight back benches. Do not allow her to talk or move during these hours. Give her no reading and let her know nothing of the world or its doings. Give her bad food and harsh treatment and see how long it will take to make her insane. Two months would make her a mental and physical That's wreck. like solitary confinement, how it just like makes you even more crazier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. She said a, per- a particularly memorable experience um, were the baths um, that the patients received. Uh, the bathwater was freezing and buckets were poured oh, over the heads of the no. patients. And then they were like scrubbed super hard by attendants. The bathwater was never changed. And so they were all ba- oh. uh, bathing in each other's like filthy water. Which, if you think about it, is even grosser for the Victorian ages because, like, there was so yeah, much no one, disease and yeah. no real medication. So it was probably everyone was getting so sick. Ugh. Even when the water was eventually changed, the staff did not scrub or clean out the bath. Um, instead, throwing the next patient into a stained, dirty, dirty tub. The patients also shared towels. Um, with healthy patients forced to dry themselves with a towel previously used by patients with skin inflammations, boils, or open sores. Yeah. Nellie said, my teeth chattered and my limbs were goose flesh and blue with cold. Suddenly I got, one after the other, three buckets of water over my head, ice cold water too, into my eyes, ears, my nose, and my mouth. Oh, drinking dirty bath water. It's disgusting. So, I mean, um, uh, mental institutions were pretty um, bad up until like the 1970s. Uh, People were sent for involuntary issues that weren't mental health issues. For example, like women for not obeying their husbands, people sent for following different religions, children for ADHD. You could be sent for masturbating or for being um, LGBTQ. 
Um, and there's a lot of methods that were used in the beginning, which we do not use anymore. This is a little detour from Nellie, but this is like the stuff that she recounted that they were using. Um, and that has been used up until like kind of like the 60s, maybe and the 70s um, that now, you know, is not seen. Which as, is not um, that long ago. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Um, so one method was hydrotherapy, which is she's kind of talking about with the bath. Oh, I get facials that are called hydrotherapy facials yeah. <laughs> that clean out my pores with water and steam. They're probably the exact same as this, Melissa. <laughs> In the 1800s, doctors used hydrotherapy as a way of sedating patients in mental asylums. Um, one method of the treatment was sprays where a patient stood in a shower stall, sometimes strapped in, and an attendant would hose them down. Allegedly, the lethargic patients were simulated by the sprays. Oh, God. And then to calm, to calm a patient, they might put them in a bath for several hours um, or wrap them in wet sheets for several hours at a time. And the baths, like, it wasn't like an open bath. It was like an enclosed bath. Like, it was like a bathtub. And then on the top was like a steel panel, but they like lock you oh, in. Oh, no. Yeah. And the bath was kept at 98 degrees the entire time. The band. Then this is crazy. There was insulin therapy used for schizophrenia. So they would inject schizophrenics with tons of insulin. What? And then put them in a sugar coma so they would just like pass out. Oh my God. But then eventually when they would come to, their body would go into shock. And it would either go into wet shock or dry shock, which like resembled like seizures. And it was like the insulin, their body was trying to like reacclimate to normal. So they would try to put their the the people in comas to kind of like sedate them. But then their bodies like it wasn't the right way to can't just put someone in a coma who has schizophrenia to deal with them. Like their body would just reject the insulin. Then there was also fever therapy where they would uh, inject people with a low, low dose of malaria (laughs) in hopes that a fever would burn off their psychosis. (laughs) That's that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is bad news. Um, They would do force feeding like through tubes. um, Yeah. Then there was also lobotomies where they would uh, sever connections to the brain's prefrontal cortex, usually with an ice pick through the eye. Ah. It's illegal. So gross. Illegal in many countries, including Russia and Japan. It's still legal in America, but very rarely performed. I believe the last one from my research, I think it was performed in 1967 by a lobotomist named Freeman. So lobotomies aren't really performed anymore. However, sometimes they will still remove like small pieces of the brain if they're causing like this. Have you seen the show where it's like these doctors are like crowdsource doctors from around the world to like figure out what's wrong with like people's brains no where do you hear about all these shows melissa you're like yeah you like just are in the know about all these i watch a lot of tv it's called the it's called diagnosis on netflix Ooh, wow like someone suffering from something like an illness that the doctor doesn't really know exactly what it is and they like reach out to like around the world and some doctors like figure out what it is Oh, that's cool yeah it's really interesting yeah 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, so they still sometimes fuck around with the brain and remove stuff, but not with an ice pick through they the eye. They still do electric electroshock therapy, right? Yes. So that is something that they used to do in the past, and they still do it today. But I believe that the severity and the methods that they do it are different. I know someone who's had it. Yeah, I know someone who's had it, too. I don't know how intense or severe or yeah what well, i guess i don't know someone who's had it like i know someone who knows someone who well you know it. me and i know someone <laughs> <laughs> so there you go but they definitely still do it and i think that it is effective in like i think like drug resistant depression cases yeah. but i think it's not like the go-to like it used to be in the past and i think that that's they also do it i think the now they just do things way more humanely yeah than they did in the past there's also tons of i mean we discussed uh abuses towards women i'll kind of like glaze over this part a little bit but like this one woman for example she was a teacher and her husband was a pastor this was in um this was in the victorian era as well and she decided she didn't like her her husband's teachings at the church and that she wanted to go to another church her family put her in a um mental institution and she was locked up for 3 years just because she wanted to go to a different oh my church god yeah. Yeah. And it says at the time, Illinois law did not require proof of mental illness for a husband to put his wife away. Oh, my God. You could just be like, yo, my wife's being a bitch. Put her away. Yeah. And it says his her husband, it says his reasons included her refusal to shake his hand and the fact that she was above the age of 40. <laughs> oh, oh God. Is why she is why he locked oh, her up. God. So, anyways, Nellie basically like shed a lot of light on the fact that like because people like had heard about these things, but no one had ever gone in and been like, no, I firsthand was a witness and like this happened to me. Um, so she she really went in and um 
and uh, disclose this kind of stuff. We had some listeners who emailed in um, about stories about like how their families were affected by um, grievances at at uh, mental institutions or like sanitariums. This one listener, Billy, said that they didn't realize that uh, this was the 1930s and his aunt was born deaf and they didn't realize that she was mentally handicapped. They didn't realize that she was born deaf and so they sent her to a school for the dumb that's crazy yeah and so instead of like being her learn sign language or treating you know what or like diagnosing her they just sent her away not realizing what was going on this is from Sophia a listener says my hometown has an abandoned sanatorium um, that has a terrible past of injustices to the mentally ill tons of shallow graves are on the site but the government won't do anything about it Three years ago, a local theater group did an interactive play where you could walk through the abandoned hospital grounds, including the basement. A little aside is that's actually where I met my boyfriend. We were both selected out of our group to wander the basement of the sanitarium alone. That's amazing. Very cool. And then this is from Lindsay. My great aunt Melba was put uh, in the Cracker Factory. Is that another name for an institution? Cracker Factory. This is an older and not often heard slang term for insane asylum. And this is from Urban Dictionary. Is that like making fun of them? I don't know. She said it, not us. Okay. Um, and given electroshock therapy when she didn't need it, um, according to today's SOC, she died in 1991. From what I understand, she says it completely zonked her out. She was left uh, disconnected and vacant. Wow. Interesting. Another woman wrote us also saying the same about electroshock therapy, uh, gave her grandmother extreme mood swings, um, bad mood regulation, and also made her seem uh, vacant. Jeez. So interesting. Okay, so anyways, uh, Nellie disclosed all stuff. She wrote, disclosed all this stuff she wrote it in a series of articles uh they became super popular and then uh the series of articles were later made into a book um called 10 10 days in the madhouse and then this really skyrocketed her to journalistic fame uh then her next big article was about uh, this trip around the world. She was like, she pitched to uh, the Pulitzer guy, you know, why don't I write an article about going around the world in 72 days? A woman has never done that before. And he was like, a woman will never do it. But if you want to, you can. <laughs> Good luck, woman. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she wanted to beat, you know, the story in the book Around the World in 80 Days. Oh, Phineas Frog. Yeah. Phineas Fog. Phineas Fog. Philip the Frog. Phil- yeah. Whatever. Phileas. Phileas. Yeah. Um, oh, Phileas Fog. It's um, right here. <laughs> So it was a big deal because she was a woman and also like she didn't bring a lot of luggage. She just brought like her dress and <laughs> and a coat and she like brought all and she wore all her money and like a necklace around her waist. Wow. I mean, around her neck. And everyone was like a woman traveling the world without a bunch of luggage. Like, how is she going to do it? <laughs> But she traveled by train and steamship and rickshaw and horse and by donkey. Donkey. Cool. Yes. Um, yeehaw. <laughs> and then at the same time, uh, Cosmopolitan magazine Ooh. was like, we'll send a woman out too. So they sent their own reporter, Elizabeth Bisland, out at the same time to try to beat Nellie Bly. You know, we also did a drunk history on this as well. Are you serious? 
Oh, um, uh, with it was about the race. It was about the two women. It was with Ellie Kemper and um, Megan Fox. Let me look. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> no. Dame Helen no. Mirren. No. Meryl Streep. I think it was who played Pam on The Office. What was her name? Oh Jennifer yeah, Fisher? that woman. <laughs> that, that woman. Wait, let me let me look. <laughs> Jenna Fisher. No, wait, maybe it wasn't her, but I know it was Ellie Kemper. That seems very Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Yeah. Ellie sounds like Nellie. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ellie Kemper, it was with Natasha Leggero, oh. I think. Oh, fine. That makes sense. Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bislin tried to travel around the world in under 80 days. I don't think I was in this that one. Mm. Oh. All right. <laughs> Can't win them all, huh? No, I can't. And I don't. <laughs> and I will not. And I will not. I and I to. simply refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Nellie won. Elizabeth yes. didn't. Fuck you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Fuck you, Elizabeth. <laughs> you fuck you, bitch. Cosmo Magazine. <laughs> Anyways, Nellie is not immortal. She dies of pneumonia in 1922. However, in 1998, Nellie Bly was inducted into the National Woman's Hall of Fame. She's one of the four journalists honored uh, with the U.S. postage Ooh. stamp in a Women in Journalism set in 2002. Wow. And I'm also in that set for my work with Elite Daily Dating and Relationship Writing. Yeah, I have that stamp. <laughs> it's worth like... Yeah, 10 ways to text of, your crush back. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> they made a whole post stamp set you got a that. pulitzer for that one too <laughs> yeah it did it's crazy and then also uh there's a bunch of tv shows and movies made about her and then also there's like an amusement park apparently huh oh uh six flags <laughs> cedar point yeah the the ninja the ninja ride that does a bunch of uh you have to fake your way into upside down loops institution yeah right hold on i swear to god i read that there was nelly bly amusement park unless i like took my melatonin and fell asleep and then like dreamed that okay hold on (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome if there is a nelly bly amusement park okay they they okay they changed it now it's the adventurers park Ooh, i like that it used to be the nelly bly kitty theme park it used to be the nelly bly family entertainment center (laughs) oh this is so dark Hold on, I'll send it to the... This is a really dilapid... They they let this get really... It looks like, you know, when the con- when the fair comes to town and then there's that... Um, Allie, that's depressing, what you just sent. It's like... Um, yeah. It's like a, a fun house. Yes, it looks like the fun house at a carnival, but it's like the paint's chipping off. And there's pictures of like Nellie like around the world in 80 days, but she... It's just... It's really ugly. We'll post a picture of that too. Um, and that's the journey of Nellie Bly. What a life. My God. What'd you guys think? What'd you guys think? Makes me want to read more about her. I found a couple fun. Do you have some fun, fun facts? facts? She was married to a guy who was 42 oh. years older than her. Hey. That's hot. <laughs> Robert Seaman was his name. He was a millionaire. Whoa. Yes, queen. He was, a, he was called one of the most carefully dressed men in New York. That's sick, Why? dude. My, I just said why instead of my, my, I went, why, why? <laughs> but her friends and family thought it was like another stunt. Like they didn't know, like, are you doing this for real? Are you getting married for oh real? Oh my God. Like she like, was yes. just like writing an article about what being married to someone yeah. hot might be like. That's what they thought. That's what my family would say if I got a boyfriend. <laughs> Is this 
some stunt bit. <laughs> is this a bit? This a bit? They'd pull him aside and they'd say, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> How much are they paying? How much is she paying you? But he died. But he got hit by a horse and a horse and a wagon. A horse? Oh, my God. Nellie could have just gone into the mental institution for that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He, and they were married for nine years. And then her name, they gave her that pen name or whatever. And it's because the editor that name was from a song a popular song at the time oh my god what song just like this old timey by this guy named Stephen foster scott foster okay this song is haunted yeah this song sucks A banjo down, just give me my shirt a turn. Holly, oh Nelly, listen, love to me. I'll sing for you. Maria looks disgusted. Well, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Listen, love to me. I'll sing for you, play for you, a dolly melody. <laughs> wow god that song fucking sucks. i'm pretty sure that that's like that's like the ring where whoever hears that song is gonna <laughs> die in in seven 72 days, days. yeah <laughs> so that's a song about like Don't women the cleaning and stuff and so did she use that name to be like yeah watch me clean bitch well it wasn't her that took the name it was the editor gave it to her maybe he was trying to diss her and she was like sure i'll take it and i'll run yeah. with it watch what i yeah. can do Watch what I can do. Hey, ho, Nelly, ho. <laughs> Just another girl boss. Yes, queen. Girl boss, <laughs> Just yes. another Changing girl boss. Changing the world. <laughs> um, Melissa, if people want to, you know, like reach us or like if they if they knew Nellie Bly. <laughs> <laughs> if you went to school with her. If you went to school with Nellie Bly or something. Your neighbor. Yeah. Like where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or find us on the internet on Twitter and Instagram. And we got a Discord. The link's in our Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, oh, I wanted to thank everyone in the Discord for being so nice, so, for saying such nice things about, about him after his Craig's Corner. Oh, did they? Yeah, I haven't popular. been to the Discord in a minute. I need to go in there. Yeah, well, they're talking. Maybe you should stay out, Allie, honestly. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go in there. Allie. Well, sometimes I go in there and I say something and then like no one will respond to me. And then everyone else is like having a blast, just like talking to each other. And I'm like, OK, I get I get it's not my place. I'll just stick to where I'm supposed Guys, to be. Guys, can you incorporate Allie into your conversations? I always go in there to talk about TV shows. that I, I, I'm i in the TV shows forum a lot where I'm like, have you guys seen this? <laughs> Maybe I should engage more. Yeah, I should find a topic and like actually start yeah. engaging because sometimes I'll just be like, hey, and then I'll just like... Yeah crickets you know i just need to like yeah yeah, like it's like it's like oh mom's home or like oh teacher's teacher came out to recess and asked if she could play handball with us is the vibe i get saddest image ally is a teacher coming out asking (laughs) to play handball with the kids Oh yeah, that's the vibe I give off. I think so. I gotta, I gotta switch up my image, especially because you're the vanguard. Yeah, that's true, and people should treat me as such. You're the All vanguard right. of the podcast. Anyway, well, I am Nellie Bly. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stetton, <laughs> and I'm producer Maria. <laughs> 
And this is the tale of Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.